Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi, friends. In honor of Love Week, we are throwing it back to one of our favorite episodes from last year on the five love languages. It is a good one. Yeah, I learned so much about myself from that one and how to be a way better partner, so... It's worth a listen, but also keep in mind that it is a year old, so a lot has since changed, like my relationship status and my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) But before we dive into it, we just wanted to kick it off by sharing that you don't actually need a partner to get your love languages met. And we totally owe this lesson to our former guest, Coach Carrie, because you can actually practice self-care for yourself using the five love languages. Man, it is such a game changer. When I saw that post, it was just such a a light bulb moment. And for me, like my biggest love language is words of affirmations. And then when I saw Coach Carrie's post, I started thinking about like, do I give myself words of affirmation? Am I even showing up in the way that I require other people to show up? And I realized that ironically, Mm. I'm not giving myself any words of affirmation. I'm usually doing the opposite. I'm usually like my toughest critic and I'm pretty hard on myself. And like my inner dialogue is not very nice. So I'm really going to focus in the next few months on fixing my, you know, positive self-talk and being kinder to myself and giving myself some compliments. As you should. And honestly, next time you're being hard on yourself, just remember what I always say. Stop talking shit about my best friend. It's true. Stop it. It's true. You do say it. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, I mean, my biggest love languages is acts of service. But if I'm being honest, I'm really getting an abundance of that right now because Gabe is on pat leave with me and is literally being a dream around the house. So we are covered there. But the one thing I'm really trying to focus on is quality time because... I am just doing a million and one things with Mia and like probably not getting much time for you. There's no time for myself. So I'm really, really, really trying to be present with myself and give myself some alone time. So whether that's like meditation or exercising and then also with Mia, I really want to try to be present and not be on my phone all the time when I'm like breastfeeding her when we're playing because it's very easy to just pick up your phone. That's nice. That's a good goal. I'm going to try to make it happen. I love that. We can give it to ourselves, people. And whatever your love language is, like it can it can work for you. If it's physical touch, for example, book massages, spend more time on your like moisturizing self-care skincare routine, get masturbating, moisturizing and masturbating, the two M's, you know, you can give it all to yourself. (laughs) Love that. And then if it's gifts, which is the fun one girl just gift your damn self like you can literally Mm -hmm. buy yourself fresh flowers every week I know one of your friends does that which I think is so cute you can like even surprise yourself with some ongoing gifts that you can look forward to like subscription services which we love our fave right now is Aurelia which sends you curated lingerie boxes based on a style quiz that you fill out which is also low-key helping me accomplish some of that quality time with Gabe if you know what I mean I love it get it girl (laughs) yeah I love subscription boxes I know you used to do uh, FabFitFun which yep. was which was really cool I always wanted to Loved do that. that I've only ever done like wine wine subscriptions which I'm all about because then you just get like a different curated box of of wine which is my love language if anyone out there is wondering <laughs> it's just such a fun way to surprise and gift yourself every month with like something unexpected it feels like someone else is giving it to you which is really nice and it's just fun getting mail like we never get mail anymore 
I love getting mail. It's I should check my mailbox more. But anyways, that's for another day. So hopefully that gave you some ideas on how to love yourself and treat yourself. And let's get into today's show and tackle the five love languages and how you can use them on the people that you love in your life. Enjoy. We've always got love on the brain. We are both hopeless romantics. Yes, but especially this week because Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And one of the biggest game changers we've found to a successful relationship of any kind is how to show and give the kind of love that the other person needs. So today we're talking about the five love languages, what they mean, and tips for dating each type. Okay. Man, when I first read the book of five love languages, it changed everything in my marriage. Like, I am serious. So this book was written by marriage counselor Dr. Gary Chapman, and it sold over 12 million copies worldwide, has been on the New York Times bestsellers list since 2007. So basically, the story of how Dr. Chapman discovered love languages is he was, when he first became a marriage counselor, he noticed that the couples that came to see him often had similar complaints and issues that boiled down to this one single feeling of, I feel like my partner doesn't love me. And then normally the other partner would counter that feeling with, I don't know what to do. I'm doing everything I should be doing. I don't get it. And so he started to recognize a pattern because we've probably all felt that way at some point and been there. Even when it's completely unreasonable, it's like a normal feeling that comes up. So he poured through his years of session notes and he asked himself, when someone says, I feel like my spouse doesn't love me, what is it they actually want? And surprisingly, their answers fell into five categories that revealed this crazy accurate approach on how to give your partner the love they need. And it's honestly so simple. So those five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And so out of these five that Dr. Chapman created, he basically says that we all have a primary love language that speaks to us more deeply than the other four. So that doesn't mean that you and your partner don't still need the other four. You definitely do. But you just put more of an emphasis on that one that kind of gives you that extra dopamine hit when it happens. So we're going to dive into those different styles, but we're also going to share how you can give your partner what they need or tell them what you need. And then we'll share our own love languages that we've discovered. Okay, let's get into it. So the first one is words of affirmation. And so people who have words of affirmation as a love language really value hearing verbal acknowledgments of affection. So that can sound like, I love you. You look so nice today. I really appreciate what you did. I'm so proud of you. Here's what I love about you. Whether you're speaking it or writing it, you're communicating what you love about your partner and something positive about them that makes them feel understood and appreciated. So Dr. Chapman gives a cute example in his book about a client who was complaining about how her husband still hadn't painted their bedroom like he said he would for nine months. That's a long time. familiar probably to many people. (laughs) Kaylin would implode. (laughs) I would just paint it that day. Like, you know what, Gabe? Fuck it. (laughs) You're out of here. You're fired. (laughs) Triggering words. Um, So after some further digging, Dr. Chapman told her to stop bringing up the painting and to just start complimenting him anytime he did something that she liked. The result was within three weeks, her husband had finished painting the room. Still a long time. But Still she got a very long time. Yes. <laughs> so clearly his love language was words of affirmation. And that's all he needed to hear to feel loved and appreciated and to fuel him to complete the task because he was kind of getting what he needed and wanted to give his wife what she needed. So here are some ways to date this type. 
and I can speak to this personally because I am this type, (laughs) words and verbal acknowledgement is everything to this person. So send them texts throughout the day. Be super responsive. Let them know you're thinking of them. Give unexpected notes, genuine compliments. And this isn't like a bullshit one. This is about finding genuine ways to connect and make the other person feel really good. So find like special compliments that make them feel really great about themselves. And when you notice good things, say it and say it often. Try not to engage in non-constructive criticism because words have an impact and they really leave a lasting impression. I know personally, as someone who really values words of affirmation, I have screenshotted like messages from my partner from like years ago and kept them to be like here's an example of something that you said to me that was like life-changingly good to hear these things regularly would be so impactful and if someone says something harmful to me I have a lot of trouble letting go of it like a lot those those words really stick with me yeah be considerate with your language with these types of people I'm the same and this is my my second highest love language it's so true like Gabe will say something like so lovely to me and then he'll I don't know he'll be like oh those pants are kind of weird and I'll be like oh my god I'm fat oh my god this is like terrible and I'll just fixate on the negative so it is so key for this person that you say the good things often because that negative Mm -hmm. non-constructive criticism is just people don't forget The next one is quality time. So if your love language is quality time, you feel the most connected to your partner when they actively want to spend time with you. And it's so key for couples to remember that even though you may think you're spending time with your partner, you may just be spending time near your partner, especially in this lockdown. And I am so guilty Mm -hmm. of this because obviously I spend 24-7 with Gabe, but that doesn't necessarily mean what we're doing is uh, QT, quality time. So quality time means that you're actively listening and engaging in something together. And sorry, mindlessly binging a show together while you're both on your phones does not count. And I am totes guilty of that. It's really bad. Yeah, I feel like everyone's really guilty of that, especially in this pandemic when there's less things you can do together, like outside of the house. So it's really easy to just like binge watch Netflix every single night. But I almost find... When I do that with people that I love and come off of like a few days of just watching shows, I feel so starved for like connection. And I just feel like I basically feel like we haven't spent any time together, even though they probably think I'm being outrageous because we just spent all that time together. But it didn't like feed my soul at all. And like there's obviously meaningful ways that you can watch a show together and a movie together. We're not saying that like you can't it's not possible but yeah when you're both on your phone don't only do that exactly yeah Yeah, you can do it in a in a very mindful way to that point whether it's like a meaningful conversation or an engaged activity what you're doing is essentially just creating a connection that allows you guys to create new memories and express your love for each other I mean who Mm -hmm. who wouldn't want that so showing a legit interest in your partner's hobbies or or their interests is also a really good way to squeeze in some quality time even if it's just like 10 minutes like this past weekend Gabe helped me with taking some photos and, and videos for something for the podcast and I know he didn't want to but he did it and I didn't even have to ask him like just things like that are are so meaningful and they're such small actions that go a long way I have found that the best time I've experienced with loved ones has been when we share and kind of teach each other about our interests so yeah. like I'm really into photography so teaching my partner more about photography and having him get into it is really really nice doing more workouts together and I mean we're dealing with some hardcore long distance right now so finding ways to make FaceTimes less like mindless and disengaged so now Mm. we're like okay 
what's important to us right now. We want to work out more. So let's find workouts we can do together in a challenge so that we are experiencing it together and doing something together. Yeah. And just finding ways to not only coexist, but to to really spend quality time together and not have this like mind numbing, monotonous routine that you can have. And you can do that by getting really intentional about your dates or time box like we're big fans of time boxing if you're gonna binge a show limit it to two episodes and then you guys can go like mm-hmm. make some some food together so some ways to date this type would be to schedule that intentional quality time together so that could look like cooking a meal together taking a course or a master class going for a lovely walk that you've never been on before like we said actively watching a movie and making it fun like getting some fun movie snacks getting in your little cozies snuggling up together and like theming it, you could be like, oh, if we're going to do movies, it's going to be like, okay, this week is going to be like 1970s movies and this one's going to be like cult classics. And then it's, you're getting into it. You're not just like settling for some shit that you don't even really care about watching so you can turn off your minds. That's such a good idea. And if you have any issues with deciding, like if you just can't agree on a movie, what Gabe and I like to do is a double feature night. So he picks a movie and then I pick a movie. So even if I'm like, ugh, I have to watch the good, the bad and the ugly, really? I mean, I told him he can't do that because it's a three-hour movie. But still, at least you know yours is going to come up next. So it's a win Try the Irishman, man. <laughs> yeah. Three and a half oh, hours. Man. Great idea. There you I go. love that. It's also nice. I mean, nostalgia is a really lovely part of, of bonding together. I love looking through old photos. And I regularly, especially considering we're dealing with distance, like drudge up all of these old photos and memories and make us look at them all and share them. And we're so like, remember cute. the good times? I love that. And as I mentioned before, teaching each other the things that you care about. That's like learning from one another. It's also very attractive when your partner is like an ex or anyone you love is an expert in something and they're passionate about it and they're trying to teach you about it. It's exciting. They're engaged. You're engaged. Everyone's having a good time. And play. Play is so important in any relationship or friendship. Mm -hmm. So find games that you can play together, whether it's cards or board games or something that I've done in the past. We do a funny music game where we're both on FaceTime and we each have to suggest a song that reflects like a memory or a specific theme and then it just builds and builds and builds and oh, so we basically so like fun. actively choose the soundtrack to our night together and it's all related to like memories. It's really really fun. Another fun game that you could play is I, I don't even maybe it's kind of like 20 questions where I'll be like, okay, I'm thinking of of a moment or like a memory that we've shared, but it's very specific. It'll be like the Turkish guy that sold us that like kofta in Istanbul. Like I'm thinking of like random things that only Gabe would know. That's so fun. I love that. Yeah. Very cute. (laughs) Another nice thing that you could do is check in with each other at the end of the day. It's so easy to just say, hey, what was the best part part of your day or how did your day go? You know, it's something we kind of take for granted. Yeah, it's true. And asking specific questions because I feel like every day I'm like, how was your day? Oh, it was the same, blah, blah, blah. So it can be like, how did that meeting go? Or like, did you get to talk to your mom today? Or just like really specific things um, are nice. Otherwise, it's easy to just brush off general questions. Yeah. And if you're too swamped or just exhausted right now and burnt out to like ideate all of these fun ways you can bond, there are these games, we will link them in the show notes, that you can by that are basically guides that you do with your couple and you like scratch off and reveal what your date is for the week and they have it all set up and they tell you what to bring and it's like the spontaneous date you can choose what day to do it they'll be like 
you will need blankets, s'mores, and, you know, blah, 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 like a bottle of wine. I want this. Um, book the babysitter if you need to, and a lot, four hours for this activity, and then you choose a day to do it, and then you do that date. It's really nice. It's a great way to bond. That is the cutest thing ever. I would do that with you. I mean, I like s'mores. <gasps> Can we? <laughs> sure, let's do it. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Next up is receiving gifts. And if this is your partner's love language, do not worry. It's not as superficial as it (laughs) sounds. I was very judgmental of it at first and then realized that I was totally wrong about it. Dr. Chapman says that you feel loved when people give you visual symbols of love. So it's not about how expensive the item is. It's not about like this me, me, me mentality of always Mm -hmm. wanting new things. It's literally the thought that counts and the symbolic meaning behind the item. And it's not just about giving gifts on special days. It's about giving them throughout the year to show that you were thinking of them. So if someone's like traveling and they bring you like a cute knickknack back, just any sweet way that's just like a token of the fact that you were thinking about someone. I love it. That goes a long way with this type of person. So how do you date these people? If this is your partner's love language, you want to listen closely for like tiny little things that they see and notice that they are attracted to or that they take a shining to. So if you walk by a store and something catches their eye, you know their favorite candy. If they see something on TV or Amazon and they think it's really cool, if you know what their favorite flowers are, just keep a running list on your phone of the things that they love and surprise them with just a little something that shows you that you really care and thought about them. This isn't a huge value of mine, but probably one of the nicest gifts I've ever, ever received from someone. The incredible, considerate thoughtfulness. I was completely floored. He tracked down a book that was of my favorite artist and one of my favorite like childhood stories. And they had like reimagined the story into this stunning book. And it was all of my favorite things from one of my favorite places. And these were all like random asides that I didn't even remember mentioning. And I just... This was the first time I realized, wow, okay, gifts are just literally about showing how attuned you are and how much yeah. you're paying attention. Exactly. That's really the, nice. that's the point of it. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it's really nice. So yeah, you don't have to break the bank. Just like be an active listener and it can be mm-hmm. as easy as getting your 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 partner a coffee when they're having a bad day. And then there's acts of service. So this is my love language which essentially means doing things for the other person that you know they would like to do. So essentially that could be tasks or things that you know your partner would just love if you handled it for them. So it could be vacuuming, it could be making dinner, groceries, just like helping you out when you need it. It, it doesn't always have to be chore related, but... It's like selflessness, really. Yeah, like what exactly. can I take, how can I make their life a bit better today? That's exactly it. And this love language is like genuinely very practical. It's for people whose day-to-day would be made if you just help them do something for them, help them check off their never-ending to-do list. So it's for those who kind of believe that actions speak louder than words. So the best way to date me would be... (laughs) Just kidding. Hot tip for all y'all out there. Hot tip. (laughs) She's not single, but that's okay. Um, Oh my God. The best way to date this person would be to go above and beyond to do things that alleviate their daily workload. Making their coffee in the morning, making a little breakfast in bed if you want to go a little extra, making the bed, surprising them with a fancy dinner, 
running some errands when you know they've got a, a, just like a super at capacity work day. It does require a little bit more effort, this one, but... It is, yeah, yeah. very effort driven. <laughs> like you actually have to give up your time and do something for other people. <laughs> I actually find this one the hardest and maybe because I'm not great at this one. I don't know. I'm more like emotionally helpful than I am like tasky helpful, but... This one's been very fascinating for me because it helped me understand a lot. I realized that my partner naturally just does a lot of acts of service to constantly help me out. And even while he's selflessly doing these things for me, I would find myself feeling like disconnected or neglected if we weren't having quality conversations and we weren't having touch because that's how I experience love. So he could literally be fixing my sink, putting on my winter tires, like, emptying out all my ventilation systems which are all things that he has done for me i'm like turned on right now that is like my dream (laughs) he's done so much for me and i dick that i am was just like he's he's not paying attention to me (laughs) (laughs) i just want i just want to like cuddle and i just want to chat and i just want to have some nice time together and so i was seeing that also with like distance your time is so uh precious yeah that I was just like this is taking away from from what I need in terms of like the love that I need and obviously now I realize that was him doing the greatest acts of love that he could because he really values acts of service that doesn't mean I need to appreciate that above all else that's just his natural default and that's what he values and so the best thing I can do is explain what really moves the needle for me totally you know then he can try to work towards that I mean it's even helped me understand my family because I've always craved a lot of verbal and physical affection and most of my family or my mom and my sister are the queens of acts of service. They are so helpful. They're always doing selfless, helpful things and offering to do so much for other people. And I'm just like, when are we going to talk about our feelings? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just kind of nice to see that there's so many other ways to show and express and receive love. And the last love language, which is also very high on the the ratings for me, is physical touch. And these people feel the most connected when our partners are giving us physical signs of affection. So kissing, touching, sex, cuddling, holding hands, all of that fun stuff. (laughs) And we derive the most joy and fulfillment from like the closeness of affection and touch. So it makes us just feel loved and wanted and this is especially key these days in our relationships when all of us are pretty deprived of the usual touch that we had pre-pandemic so how do you date this type basically any opportunity you get to shower your partner with loving touch and physical attention will make them hella happy so get a little closer next time you're watching a movie together hold hold hands when you're driving sneak in kisses and hugs throughout the day for no reason hold them when they're upset you know people who don't value physical touch might just want to really talk things out and keep a bit of a physical distance but that's totally for me. us we're like i'm upset you must hold me <laughs> i'm like i'm upset get the fuck away from me <laughs> yeah 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 oh i'm a treat it's true And, you know, we all have different sex drives, of course, but for people with this value, sex means a lot more than horniness. It's not just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm way hornier than my partner. It's it's just I need that to feel connected and to feel loved. So if your partner is feeling a little neglected of all of this, just schedule that shit. It is not unsexy to schedule sexy time. The anticipation actually makes it even hotter. That's uh, that's Gabe's. Uh, love language and and literally I think my second last one so it just it it doesn't come I'm just not a very touchy person I think maybe it was just the way I was raised my family isn't very touchy either so it could Mm -hmm. be like a nature versus nurture thing but I Mm -hmm. like consciously and it's obviously not because I'm not attracted to him I love him 
but I do have to consciously make sure that I am giving him enough affection. And we, we took Dr. Chapman's quiz. You can do his quiz online if you want to learn what your love language is. And I did it before this episode and it just sort of reminded me just how high that is for him and how like, I, I just need to actively make sure I'm doing that. So all day yesterday, I was like a little bit more touchy. I was like running my fingers through his hair. And he was just like, oh my God, I feel so loved right now. And I was like, okay, this is zero effort really for me to do. Because to your point, it's not just about like sex and 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 like putting out that it's, I mean, that, of course that's a part of it, but it's not the main part. It's just that physical connection and showing the person that you love them and you're, you're into them and you're looking at them. They feel wanted and they feel your attention. Like they hold your attention, which is really nice. Exactly. So if you still can't figure out what yours or your partner's love languages are, think about what you both complain about. So is your partner (laughs) always saying that you guys don't spend enough time together like you used to, or you're annoyed that you're always the one initiating sex or touching? Chances are quality time and physical touch are the antidote to those. Really easy way for you to figure it out. Or so helpful. you can take Dr. Dr. Chapman's quiz. We're going to link it in the show notes. We both did it. It was a great refresher for figuring out just what percentage we are of each love language because that's what essentially it does. It'll break it down by percent. So mm-hmm. we're going to touch on what our love languages are and how we've learned to, you know, cope and partner up. <laughs> Why don't you start, Kaylin, as the pro here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I already mentioned this, but acts of service is my number one love language. I think it was at like 33%. So what's hard with this one is Gabe is physical touch. And the example that you gave of your partner helping you with a million things around your house when really you were just sitting there like wanting to be held and have deep chats. That's literally Gabe. And I always forget it. And in my head, I'm like, look at all these amazing things I'm doing. I vacuumed, I Swiffered, I like cleaned the bathtub. But really, he's like sitting on the couch being like, no, just come hang out with me. That's all I want. Yeah. Because he probably doesn't care if it's like spotless, but it's like what you care about. And so it can seem like, oh, I'm doing this for my, for us together, for our relationship and our home. If they don't care about it, like that shit still needs to be done. So like good, good for you for doing it. But it might not be like considered a quality show of love. Exactly. And that was like the most eye-opening thing for me. I remember I was reading the book, we were on vacation and I just like, I finished it in like four hours and I just looked at Gabe and I was like, I'm so sorry. Because even that morning I had like made the bed in our room, but there's turn down service. Like, why was I doing these things when really he just wanted to hang out? It's just so silly when I, when I look back and think of all the times where I'm like, look at how good of a wife I'm being. It's like, no, 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 no. What does he need from me right now? Oh, that's such a good point. That's a big one for people to realize. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's a big one. And then funny enough, physical touch which is Gabe's number one, is pretty much the second lowest for me. So that's obviously something I need to be very mindful of day to day. It's just like we can literally go hours without talking in the house that we live in and we're in lockdown. So I'm just trying to be more intentional about giving him that little physical touch throughout the day. So quality time is my third highest love language, but it's Gabe's second. Just carving out that time together even this past weekend Gabe taught me how to play poker (laughs) which like takes time but he's so good at it and I think you said this before watching your partner teach you something that they're good at is really sexy 
Like we were doing yeah. like fake online games and he was killing everybody. And I was like, you see them in their fun. element. It's so great. It's the best. It's the best. So don't underestimate these tiny, tiny little things that you can do because it really makes your partner feel so loved. The other interesting thing I've noticed about love languages is I feel like these things can change throughout your life depending on your circumstances. And so like it's yeah. important to just pay attention to them because things may hold more meaning at certain points of your life than in other points. Totally. I, for example, I feel like quality time is something that's very important to me, but it rated, you know, third for me because I don't get much quality time in person with my partner um, because we're super far apart. True. So it's important when I get it, but it's not something that I can expect to receive constantly. So I didn't rate that as high because it's just like when we're together, we know it's going to be quality. Whereas if I was living with someone every day and we kind of, you know, we're just like coexisting and had these lives, but we weren't connecting as much, I'd probably be like, hey, we need to really give more time and attention to to quality time 100%. So these things can change. And I mean, this, I am a words person, I'm a writer. So words have always had huge impact on me. So it makes sense that words is my highest at 30%. um, But it's also probably because that's one of the best ways you can express and show your love when you're far apart from someone. So there's, there's many factors there. Um, And then obviously touch is really high for me. But the funny thing is, Just because you have a primary love language doesn't mean that they don't all hold meaning. All of them are important, as Mm -hmm. we have said, and you shouldn't just neglect the other ones. It's just like what fills you and fuels you the most. Gift giving is my lowest ranking, but that doesn't mean that I I don't give a shit. And that doesn't mean that like I'm not upset when, you know, someone that I care about has totally forgotten to like acknowledge a special occasion because – I love giving gifts when there's a special occasion and I love being really thoughtful about it and really thinking about what will mean Mm -hmm. a lot to this person. What do they need? How can I make them feel special? And even though like acts of service isn't really what gets me there, that doesn't mean I don't super appreciate when someone really like helps me out. When someone does something that I suck at, like I'm so grateful. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't clock to me as like loving time. No, it is is funny how the weights that they can hold because to your point, like gifts – was lowest on mine too, but I love showering my friends and my partner yeah. and my family with gifts. Like it is my favorite thing. And they're not always like expensive things, but it is definitely one of the ways that I show love. One of the most thoughtful gifts I've ever gotten was when Kaylin gave me my grandma's favorite lipstick. And it was meaningful, not because it was like a specific brand or it was just like, oh, I really needed a new lipstick. It was she knew me and she knew the circumstances and was so thoughtful. And that's what makes it really special. So, and it, yeah, we've said this, but it applies to anyone in your life that you love. Like you can speak these languages, not just to partners. This is for everyone. This isn't just if you're in a relationship. Yeah. I am still learning a lot about what my friends love languages are and how I can show up to be a better friend for them because they all have really shown up for me. Totally. I feel like we're all, we could all use some, some quality time too. That's like a, that's yeah. a big one. And some touch. Ugh, I love love, you know? I love love I so much. Love, love. And we hope that this episode helps you speak the same language of love with the people that you care about and that it inspires you to keep the spark alive. So we're going to link Dr. Chapman's love language quiz in the show notes. So please DM us and let us know what you got when you take it. And let us know if there's any like surprises. Maybe you like yeah. gifts. Maybe you want more touch. Who knows? Let us know. Hit us up. <laughs> and happy love week. Love week. 
So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.